0: Hello there, Team NXT. It is very nice to speak with you. CD, Danny Mac here, of the longest-running, independently-produced NXT podcast available, The Undisputed Future Podcast. And I hope I'm still allowed to say that qualifier because, man, that stretch from April to June was a long time without an episode. But when life gets in the way and you get vaccinated and wedding season is upon us, which will create a little bit more chaos for me... In the summer and later parts of this year. And just you hear of some releases from WWE and it doesn't exactly motivate you to want to support their product. And just a handful of things and a lot of factors have come into play since NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And already back at it again, back in the saddle. And we're at NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021. And I'm really, I'm trying, I'm trying to not let this become a takeover predictions and strictly discussion when a takeover is upon us sort of show. But it is the extra motivation that and the fact that the uh, the SoundCloud fee to host this show hit my bank account. And that's the extra kick in the pants you need. And since Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross's rivalry is just about over for now, and all the chaos that's led, even just the month of June as it sits right now, sitting down to record this on Wednesday, June 9th, just the past two episodes of NXT really highlighting the uh, the chaos and really, really out there stories going into NXT TakeOver In Your House, like the fact that a fatal five-way requested by our champion, Bizarre, the long-term storytelling with an NXT TakeOver debut for Xia Lee and Mercedes Martinez, the seasoned veteran, looking to get a TakeOver win under her belt. Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase's rivalry the past couple months, couple weeks, just this back and forth that's become this respect and taking over the million-dollar legacy until L.A. Knight decides to step into the picture. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai laying out the former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, a championship that I still find nonsensical and unnecessary, but here we are. Shotzi Blackheart being put down at the hands of Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Ember Moon looking to become a two-time NXT Women's Champion at the cost of all of this. And a newly formed match that I will get to in just a matter of moments, a six-man with a winner-take-all stipulation. The format I'm going for this episode here is, I do want to gloss over some of the talking points and how we got here from the June 1st edition of NXT, but June 8th, last night's edition, as I sit here recording this right now, and the predictions for NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021, that's where the the bulk is going to be. So thank you so much for tuning in, Thank you so much for returning. Thank you if you're firing this up for the first time and you're, uh, you're here for the comeback show because I'm really hoping I still remember how to do this and how to hook a new audience. And uh, the NXT slander out there right now, I'm just going to call it out. It's been a couple weeks of, of bad takes up and down the, uh, the Twitter timeline from what I see. But uh, luckily, you, you could pick and choose and that sort of deal. With the social media, don't forget to follow at podcast underscore uf on Twitter. My crusade towards fifteen hundred followers was there, and then just a couple unfollows. And I guess when a podcast doesn't put out an episode, people decide to unfollow it, and that's just fine. Just got to get back out there. And the crusade to two thousand is uh, that's going to be here before we know it. Let's jump into NXT TV discussion, though. Enough of the long-winded introductions and personal stories. Let's get into it. How we got to five contenders for the NXT Championship. Starting off with a triple threat match between Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and Kyle O'Reilly. Number one contender triple threat match taking place on the June 1st edition of NXT TV. Three former NXT Tag Team Champions, but only Johnny Gargano has held the top prize in the black and gold Brands, the only former champion in this match, the only man with really the uh, the success in the uh, in the main event seen thus far. Kyle O'Reilly with a success, with a very successful and brutal match with Kyle with uh, Adam Cole, and Pete Dunne found himself in several title pictures, and I would be remiss not to mention his long reign of over 500 days with the NXT United Kingdom championship. Although back then it might have even been called the WWE United Kingdom Championship. And then I would call it the NXT UK Championship anyway, or just UK title. Whatever that the, the terminology with that belt it is varied episode to episode. But getting back to this match, Gargano and Dunn each with their own personal run-ins against the Undisputed Era as tag team champions, DIY versus Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and we've had Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle taking on the Undisputed Era at various points in uh in 2019-2020, even. So uh lots lots of history with the Undisputed Era here, lots of in-ring chemistry involving these three men. A very steady submission start. Three of the most technically sound wrestlers on NXT, Pete Dunn. I mean, arguably, given the takeover stipulation between him and Kushida, our now Cruiserweight champion, but Pete Dunne able to earn himself some bragging rights by calling himself the world's best technical wrestler. So there was there was that argument to be made while these three stepped into the ring. Would Karrion Cross farewell against the more grounded game from a technical wrestler, could he put up with the rebel heart of Johnny Gargano? And could he stand up? And could he, could Kyle O'Reilly's new attitude could cool Kyle? Take it to this apocalyptic figure, and uh, from now, this is talking Eastern Standard Time, and I have it jotted down in my notes. This technical spectacle of a start would really just turn into a frenetic pace from about eight nineteen to eight twenty two Eastern United States. Standard, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, just absolutely wild stuff from all three of these men. And just between the chaos breaking down, the entire match would end up breaking down due to the presence made by Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole with a star stunning return to NXT television, laying out all three contenders for this match. Mr. Regal and the security in the CWC Forcing and escorting the former champion out of the building. So, Adam Cole can't stay out of the NXT Championship picture too long, baby. Just not his style. The spotlight should always be shining on the former champion. One of the most successful champions in the brand's history. The landscape of NXT's main event right now. This is, of course, even without... And due to the failure of Finn Balor to reclaim the NXT title against Karrion Kross. This is still a very impressive five-man field. And I might even say, given all things considered, Karrion Kross being the least impressive and of the current champion in a five-way match to be the least impressive, that's, that's not a good look from my opinion, but my opinion's my opinion. Uh... Adam Cole, success. Johnny Gargano, underdog story as champion. The heel turn really starting to click for him. There's interest in those two men. Pete Dunne just mentioned his recent landmark victory as the world's best technical wrestler at TakeOver. Cross, cross verbally annihilated by Adam Cole. Adam Cole would even go on to quote that on the most recent episode of NXT TV, and I'll get to that, and uh, I'll get to that, I'll get to this particular promo to speak on in a matter of moments. Ember Moon, talking about the Women's Championship contender wanting vengeance for the attack on Shati Blackheart. Security being already on deck would uh, separate a fight in the Women's Division now, and Dakota Kai would attack Ember Moon that evening and bring us to a very good match on the June 8th edition of NXT TV. Uh, Everrise and their mugs that week found themselves in some pretty big trouble with Hit Row as well as Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Now I've been saving a lot of takeover talk, but there's just some things that are too important that you need to bump them up in the order that you discuss them in your episode here, gang. And that is that Everrise will be hosting the pre pre show for NXT Takeover in your house. These guys are on on the right track to stardom and being social media icons. And uh, WWE's pre-pre-show, that's going to be their launching pad. Ever-Rise Rules. Uh, Dane and Maverick against Hit Row. Isaiah Swerve Scott and Killian Dane. Another great match we'll be talking about soon. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. One of the greatest talkers on this brand. One of the best in-ring workers. Old-school there's everything to love about E. Eli Drake, and really, the only thing that there's not to love about L.A. Knight is the name change, and the, uh, I think his slogan taking the Knight thing very literally. It's very sports and like sports team, like it's. Uh, I'm sure drew inspiration from the most recent Las Vegas hockey team, but uh, I'm gonna digress. From there, talk about Jake Atlas, man. Jake Atlas, great matches every single time he's out there. Another 205 Live standout looking to looking to really shift away from the cruiserweight division. I mean, the kid's got, put himself in some pretty big positions and would even secure himself a major victory on the first day of, of Pride Month as a proud LGBTQ representative in the WWE locker room. So... Going through all this to prove he's the sole rightful heir to the Million Dollar Legacy. The uh, negotiations of Grimes talking to Ted on the outside there while Ted was trying to scout. Not sitting over well. The distraction Atlas able to overcome that towards the ending beatdown that LA Knight really put the boots to him on. Securing the W... Cartwheel DDT, impressive finisher, beautiful looking move. And uh, I love the cartwheel DDT. I don't know why that didn't put Jake Atlas more in the talks for the Million Dollar Legacy. That's kind of where I thought this was going to go. I, I mean, little thought in the back of your mind, right? Jake Atlas securing wins over Cameron Grimes and LA Knight, both contenders in Sunday's matchup as of late. I think watching NXT this particular week, I think there could have been a case to be made. Although uh, I don't know if he could hang with any of these other three gentlemen promo-wise, but I'm sure we'll uh we'll get there and the building blocks are in place. Jake Atlas is uh he's going to be a big deal and a great representation to have in uh in NXT. DiBiase talking out the situation to McKenzie would be interrupted by yet another Adam Cole sighting. Uh Larkin versus Theory butting heads this week leading to another impressive matchup that I'll be discussing. Uh, promo of Cole versus Cross. I don't like reiterating promo segments on the show. I think that breaking down the general gist is good. A couple quotable moments here. First and foremost, two years ago to that date at TakeOver 25, another NXT TakeOver event, I was proud To be in attendance for in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Adam Cole would defeat Johnny Gargano. To become NXT champion. He was gone two months to this point. Nobody living up to what he's done. And I guess by that qualification. And it's a good one to be made. And it's a very, very fair argument. He wants to tag it back. Nobody's, Nobody's been able to release the boots. Nobody's been able to deliver the way the former leader of the undisputed era has and also the reason why the group is no longer together cole would call cross overrated directly to his face and my favorite part of this entire deal adam cole doesn't need smoke and mirrors carrying K- cross has everything the smoke and mirrors the music the girl you know what they do to make adam cole look impressive they ring the frickin' bell. Just got that marinade a second. Great line. I love that. Love that so very much. The confidence of the former champion. But another act of—I'm going to call it confidence. Some could call it defiance. A lot of people, if you don't look like carrying cross and have the martial arts ability. Of the NXT champion. Might call this a foolish move. But he's calling. For all five men to be involved. In the takeover main events. And as we know. Ask and you shall receive. Cross a little bit out of his mind. But somebody's doomsday. Will be met. At in your house. Index. Index, index, index. The index drama. There's just so very much to keep up with. June 1st involved sad 80s power ballads and the way that that's going involving musical guest Poppy this week. Tian Sha versus Mercedes Martinez. I love the build for this match. A long time coming since the first Mae Young Classic. Xiaoli's very first match. Victimized by Mercedes Martinez. Really, no other way to put that. Tian Sha as a force vowing that Xiaoli will never be a victim again. That might have my vote for TakeOver build so far just because of how long and how far back it goes. Love a long-term story. Love when wins and losses are going to matter. Really hoping for a redemption win for Xia Li here to get the real wickedness of the Tian Sha character over. And yeah, I guess that's uh, that's one takeover prediction coming at you early here, uh, just about 17, 18 minutes into the podcast here. I'll get to what I consider the highlight of June 1st in just a little bit. I want to talk about the impressiveness in the women's division that is, and the following, uh, the way women's tag team champions, another win over uh, now a friend of the show, I guess. Hope that's cool of me to say. Zayda Ramir, responding to her DMs in a very respectful manner when asking for uh, for an interview on my part. Just kind of forgot how the uh, WWE machine works when sending that message. Zoe Stark spent the last episode I put out bragging about how much of a Zoe Stark mark I am. And uh, I see big things for her as a singles competitor, but she did make debut in, uh, in the Dusty Rhodes women's classic. In tag team action, but unable to find that success here against the way. Frankie Monet, the former Taya Valkyrie, the always Lawera Loca. I hope I did that without too much cultural appropriation in the white guy from Staten Island's voice. What just... Just so... Fr- you think you can't make this division any better and then you add a talent... Like Frankie Monet in there with the ring presence, the look, the moveset. It goes on and on and on about how much championship caliber there is for Frankie Monet. And she's about the right figure. She's about the right size. She looks like she can really, really take it to Raquel Gonzalez. So should that title reign go on long enough for Frankie Monet to make her debut and build herself as the championship contender, I could really see that as a promising match in the future. And uh mentioned it just now with Zoe Stark, the imports of more sizable women and powerhouses and host fights coming out of this division. There's a lot of potential there, but yet we still get believable contenders like somebody who's as reckless to uh reckless abandon with her body as Shati Blackheart, willing to step up to bigger champions. Ember Moon, the always resilient one, able to whip out the eclipse on the larger opponent and make Raquel look like she hasn't been before. There's there's so much heart and ability that can go into building the women, but just seeing the size and the power that the division is also able to deliver on, it's it's just first and foremost, the best division, maybe overall in wrestling and that maybe is very very loosely said on my part because it's probably my most anticipated watch of week-to-week wrestling. Uh and then you add such great talents like this and there's constant greatness coming out of the performance center. And uh there's always the argument to be made. WWE signing a little bit too much talent. But uh I won't go there. I won't go there because a new signing I'm very happy To see shine and debut. The formerly known as Christian Casanova. Now going by the handle of Carmelo Hayes. And as a Knicks fan at the time of Carmelo Anthony being at the team. Carmelo Hayes is my new favorite athlete. Starting with the name Carmelo. TV debut match against Kushida. TV... Debut match against the man who is just in contender for the best technical wrestler in the world. I love an open challenge. I love Cruiserweight Wrestling. I love Kushida as champion. Take these three factors and add a talent I've been looking forward to for their debut, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. This feels like a long time coming. Kushida wanting to prove he wants to be that persistent and top cruiserweight champion, and a fighting, defending title holder? No better way to do it than to offer some fresh upstarts that opportunity, especially ones that can deliver between those ropes. Great match, golden debut, the sky is the absolute limit and don't just reach... Don't just reach for the moon. Grab everything you can in between. Don't just go to the moon. Go but go far beyond that. No disrespect to Cameron Grimes. Go further than the moon. Grab all the stars you can. Carmelo Hayes, a future star. Another one of those... I mentioned it before with Jake Atlas. Not just a guy who needs to be competing for the Cruiserweight Championship. The guy can make a name for himself up and down the NXT card. However... As good as a debut as that was, the title defense was just a little bit better. The hoverboard lock for the W after a solid outing by Mr. Hayes and still Cruiserweight Champion, Kushida. Main event time, talking NXT Tag Team titles now. Legato, Del Fantasma, taking on M-S-K-Wesley, and Nash Carter taking on Raúl Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. It felt like there were two unbelievable cruiserweight matches in this edition of NXT TV. It really, really felt that way. And as a cruiserweight champi- as a cruiserweight championship and cruiserweight wrestling lover, I've loved the month of June and this edition of NXT. Just started it off to a really. Really great way to, to build towards takeover. The involvement of the colossal Bronson Reed. A colossal ending to this matchup. A squish that would be heard around the world. From Bronson Reed to Santos Escobar. MSK retaining after another tag team clinic. The chemistry with these two teams. It's not their first meeting. But uh, the 3v3 action incoming here. I had the notes from the week. The, uh, the six-man match at TakeOver is definitely worth, uh, worth, worth anticipating. Big fan of Bronson Reed, another one from this breakout tournament to really break out and solidify himself with the championship reign. I feel like the, uh, the North American Championship, if you go back into the archives, I always had faith in it as that Haas fight division. Bronson Reed is a champion that highlights those hopes despite the fact that he's taking on a former cruiserweight champion in Santos Escobar. And I think that this, the title defense is here really well booked. You don't want to necessarily see that size difference out there in the open one-on-one with the former cruiserweight champion against the colossal Bronson Reed. I mean, something about saying that already just doesn't read correctly. So I think that was a really smart way to go about it. Winner take all matches, very, very Interesting of circumstances. I'll get more into that with the uh, the promo time that uh, MSK and Legato Fantasma got this week on June eighth. But starting off this edition, we had the defense of the contenders by their stablemates. We had Austin Theory taking on the ruthless Oni Larkin. <laughs> All right, just want to throw a little bit of a musical interlude in there, just so I can time stamp it and uh, give anybody who just has interest in the June 8th edition of NXT discussion to jump into and uh, and listen to the show. So thank you if you're just jumping ahead, and a special thank you if you've stuck around this long for the past 25 minutes or so. Getting back to it, the grudge match on behalf of their boys, Austin Theory taking on Oni Lorkin. Um, really, this stemmed from if. Pete Dunne or Johnny Gargano was going to be the future NXT champion. And uh, both of the aforementioned talents would join from the previously broken up brawl in the beginning. I mean, tensions running high across the entire contendership scope. This, this edition of NXT TV featuring a breakdown at the, uh, at the very main event of the, uh, of the evening here, the, The selling of Austin Theory was really a highlight in this match. The guy just tumbles around to get up and then fall back down again. The oversells and the throwing himself around, like he's willing to take an ass whooping. The kid's willing to learn. I don't know if it's overcompensation for something or what have you, but the way that this young man has just been bouncing around the ring lately and the chops he took from Oney Lorcan this match and, uh, Austin Theory took took quite quite the beatdown and quite the loss. It would end up being by the by the end of this one. Only Lork singles matchups. I miss Danny Birch and I wish him a fast recovery. I really wish their NXT champion NXT tag team championship title reign didn't have to go down the way it did. I really wish they got to rightfully defend those titles. Them versus M.S.K. in what could be a brawling versus high flying clash of styles matchup. That could have been very interesting. A lot of talking points for Dunn, Lorkin and Birch as a group. But Ornie Lorkin singles matchups, it's what I fell in love with him watching him doing. It's how the rivalry of Danny Birch became the tag team that I just rattled off the reasons for loving came to be. So lots to take away from a good Oni Lorcan singles match. Orkin able to take advantage of some outside chaos between Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne. Just throwing rights and lefts at each other. And uh, security keep and referee staff very, very much kept busy this uh, this month thus far. And uh, Orkin just able to take advantage of the situation. Delivering a huge... Uh, I think it was like a Cobra s- sweeper suplex... Looked like there was a lot of impact on the back of Austin Theory's head. Again, going back to Theory's overselling here. Uh, Lorcan, big move, big win, and uh, big bucks. How's that for a transition? Big bucks talking money for L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. Both of these gentlemen featuring two big money promos right before the million dollar priceless announcement. I'm sorry, priceless a priceless announcement. It can't be a million dollars and priceless announcement. If it was a million dollar announcement, that would be putting a price on it. Now, wouldn't it, folks? That's what I thought. I thought that. I thought so. Talking Legado del Fantasma. Talking. Got some words for current tag team champions and North American champion. It did not take long for the colossal Bronson Reed to encourage the delivery of these words by Santos Escobar directly to his face. Bronson Reed, I mean, size and stature and confidence alone, the man doesn't have much to fear besides the numbers game, but he's got friends in high... Well, he's got high friends in places when it comes to MSK. The, (laughs) The very popular footage of Bronson Reed squashing... Santos Escobar into the barricade of the CWC calling that a splash guard although it couldn't guard the splash of Bronson against Santos because it's plexiglass and looks like sneeze guard splash guard material okay let's, let's move on from the bad jokes and let's talk to where this ended up MSK would join the fray winner take all match the North American Championship And the NXT Tag Team Championships up for grabs. But not the only six men interested in the three pieces of gold featured out there. The confident Isaiah Swerve Scott. And the Hit Row. The Hit Row Records. What a faction. The promo style, the uniqueness, the delivery. Everything about them has been done right so far. The faction landscape in NXT, it's bright. It was a worry of mine post Undisputed Era because what kind of group can fill that coolness factor as well as deliver in the ring? Now, as far as personality goes, Hitro's got big personality. Swerve's got big personality, even as Babyface, he had it. He's got it. This is just accelerating it. This is just giving it. To Ashanti the Adonis. This is just giving more of it to Top Dollar. And who's doubting Top Dollar? Not Nada. And, uh, oof. Be fine. Love the vocals, love the look, love the confidence, love the swagger. A lot of good things to say about Hit Row. And they got eyes on the prizes, baby. Not the only... Swerve already called his shot when it came to the North American title. Top Dalla and the Adonis, yeah, they found themselves with, with some tag team success already. Also calling their shot. The group and faction warfare in NXT, it's... It feels like it's going in the right direction. And I think Hit Row Records is going to be leading that front No doubt about it, in my mind. This would bring upon, though, Swerve vs. Killian Dane, aforementioned in this episode, the parking lot outside brawl. Just outside chaos, leading to a lot of in-ring confrontations the past couple weeks. It's old school. It's a simple formula. It works. And you know it also works, having the numbers on your side. Despite the tenacity from Drake Maverick, just unable to overcome the numbers game, and really just the in-ring ability... Of Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm not going to take anything away from Swerve. In this matchup. He was able to deliver the big time offense. And the numerous house calls. From all angles. Including the new delivery in the corner. The direct shot. To Killian Dane's jaw. Hidrow paying dividends. For Swerve. And the faction continues their growing success. In NXT. Mercedes Martinez, I thought we were going to get some more action in the best division on planet Earth, and she would be jumped pre-match by Xia Lee, and this still wouldn't stop the Bronx native Mercedes Martinez. The the outside-the-ring assault, the beatdown, the back-and-forth offense with her takeover opponent, Mercedes says ring the bell and still lays out her opponent. An air raid crashes her way to a W. Formidable veteran, Mercedes Martinez. Good luck, Ziolee. Rooting for Xiolee. I think Ziole's wickedness needs to come out in strides here in order to really step up to Mercedes Martinez. Literally stepping up though, we have Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Literally stepping up rung by rung in the priceless announcement made by Ted DiBiase, that damn Ted DiBiase, making official a ladder match for the million dollar legacy and hanging at the top of the ladder, the nicest of the novelty titles, the million dollar championship title. Beautiful belt. I could see it... On each man. L.A. Knight... Because it fits. Cameron Grimes... Because aesthetically... And just looking at it... It's hilarious. Just picture... The maroon suit... No shirt... Just the title. That's Cameron Grimes, baby. His championship aspirations... Are going to the moon but I don't know if they can stand in the way of the confident and brash and boldly boasting L.A. Knight. Not a takeover prediction I'm 100% certain on. Give me till the end of the episode. All right, moving on to tag team action. The grizzled young veterans looking to build some more wins towards their soon-to-be NXT Tag Team Championship. And is it just me or has soon to be felt like it is soon to be since the last Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Cup? I don't know why Zach Gibson doesn't have a championship title. I That's fine. The championship title, I can deal with that. I don't know why Drake and Gibson don't have a giant championship trophy and a microphone each and every week to brag about. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, this match I did receive a work call in the middle of, but I did get that Austin Gray was part of their opponents, and I think I caught this young man's name Jiro. the uh, the gentleman The gentleman wrestling in the bra- in the blazer. The entire matchup. So uh, respect for the efforts and the fact that that was able to be man- maintained this entire time. Uh, based on patterns, kind of a retro. Tag team, I think uh, that fits with Austin Gray's character, uh, the former Anthony Green. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Character he was known for on the independent scene. So uh, you know, classic colors, floral prints. I dig it. Champ and Thatcher also uh, digging it. Apparently, digging it enough to want to get a closer view of the action and uh, some of their more formidable opponents as of late in Gibson and James Drake. Uh, Really wishing that commentary picked up on this point, but I'm going to throw it at you here. I really wish that the fact that August Gray was one of Timothy Thatcher's students would have been brought to light, and, you know, Thatcher coming out to support somebody who went through his training system, even though he was a victim of some Let's call it tough love for the sake of arguments on, uh, on Toothless Timmy's part here. Regardless, Champa and Thatcher getting a closer view of the action here. And uh, they'd see Gibson and Drake walk away with the victory. And punching out a ticket to mayhem for August Gray. Uh, a good old-fashioned scrap next week between Champa, Thatcher, and the grizzled young veterans. This, in a tornado... Tag team match, a little bit since I've seen a uh, a tag t- a tag match delivered in these fashions, at least intentionally. I mean, if you watch the uh, the other wrestling program that uh, used to share a night with NXT, there's almost no tag team rules going on over there. So you see tornado tag team matches going on over on uh, on that other black and gold spot, but I don't think those are supposed to be tornado tag team matches. So this. Tornado Tag Team Match has the intent of being a Tornado Tag Team Match. And it's four really gifted superstars. Really interested to see how this one plays out next week. Going back to NXT Women's Action. Two of the standouts of this division. Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon. Ember Moon going it alone due to the the savage attack on her tag team partner. Shotzi Blackheart. Raquel Gonzalez, however, able to accompany her girl, Dakota, to ringside. Great back and forth in this one, but I was watching it with my buddy Andrew, and uh, he was over, and we both kind of had the feeling, even kind of in the beginning of this one, and we both kind of turned to each other almost simultaneously at the end and said, I knew that was going to happen. That was in reference to the giant boot that was placed by Raquel Gonzalez to Ember Moon's face while attempting the eclipse, We would not. We would not go long without seeing that eclipse, though. Ember Moon able to pull off the biggest eclipse, maybe, of her career, besides the one that would win her a championship, able to lay out the current champion. Raquel has never been put in this kind of danger before. I loved what was done here. It made Ember Moon, despite the fact, former champion, former tag team champion, already the resume to be a credible contender, but the standout moment to deliver that video package moment that says Ember could pull this off. That's what that eclipse was. And that was picture perfect. Main event segment. I mean, this main event match between Ember Moon and Dakota Kai was great. Can't really break down the main event segment. Not going to go through five different guys promos I'm gonna take this time to kind of just I don't know how you guys are listening out there feel about this, but please at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. Get at me on how you feel about this topic. Wrestlers calling other wrestlers Mark because it's supposed to be an insult, because you're calling the professional of the craft a fan of the craft. I don't know. It's not for me. I didn't like it when Karrion Kross did it it here to Johnny Gargano. Long story short, five-way confrontation, five-way breakdown. Adam Cole went from Titantron to standing tall in the middle of this ring holding the NXT World Championship. Yes, World Championship defended in Japan, United Kingdom, and United States. Point to be made, haven't made that one in a while, that's an old school UFP, uh, UFP signature, NXT World Championship, lots besides that title on the line though here folks, NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021, can't believe it's already 2021's In Your House though, I remember when everybody was marking out the fact that NXT was bringing back this concept as just adding it to the list of old-school pay-per-view concepts that they've added to uh, to their TakeOver and weekly specials delivery. Going to Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash, and uh, what have you. Old WCWs. Now we got NXT TakeOver in your house as a regular themed. I like it. And uh, lots to look forward to here. Will Johnny Gargano get his jumping-off-the-house moment I like to think that the no disqualification and chaotic nature of a fatal five-way, I like his odds this time around. Will any match be able to step up to Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, which I think was my personal favorite matchup from, uh, from last takeover in your house? But there's a lot of potential on this card. Getting into the predictions, I've had a little bit long, a little bit more time to talk and think this one over. I'm going to start things off with it. Winner take all, MSK and Bronson Reed taking on Legado del Fantasma. I don't see the Colossal One's title reign going to an end anytime soon. I think that MSK's NXT title reign is going to continue until Oni Larkin and Danny Burch get that rematch and rightful title match against them. That could be looking on the side of optimism. I'm not sure as of Wednesday, June 9th, 2021, recording this show, the status of Danny Birch's injury at this moment. So I'd like to see it continue that long. Bronson Reed and MSK are going to hold on to this one. And if I could just get a little bit bolder with this prediction... I think the main roster could use some spice and some factions. I would really like to see Legado del Fantasma move up to SmackDown. I don't know who to feud with. I can't really write anything past what I'd uh, what I think might happen from here because Santos has outgrown the cruiserweight title picture, but I just don't think that having him versus Bronson is right right now. There's already yeah that built-in history and rivalry with Karrion cross that I disputed at the beginning of this year, but also a way to move him up and take him more seriously outside of the Cruiserweight title picture. That rivalry did do its job on that part. So a couple different directions for Escobar, Wild, and Mendoza. I think, uh, I think getting drafted up to the main roster could be put on that list of possibilities. MSK and Bronson Reed, and still your cru- your cruiserweight your cruiserweight your opposite of cruiserweight when it comes to the colossal one you're still North Mer- American champion and NXT tag team champions. Let's see if I could go into the women's division without botching anything up. Mercedes Martinez versus Lee. Now as much as Mercedes Martinez has my personal support, New York natives baby got to stick together. And I want to see her get a takeover win under her belt as well. I think it's very important for the Tian Sha character and build of this faction, this group, whatever you want to address it as, this presence on NXT. Uh, I think it's way more important for Xia to get that redemption victory from the Mae Young Classic and prove that if you have bad blood with Xia past, you're going to be part of her bad blood in her future i think Zaya lee by hook by crook by supernatural whatever the whatever have you witchcraft means that might even come to play i think xia lee is going to be able to overcome mercedes martinez this time around back-to-back women's predictions let's do it raquel gonzalez versus ember moon for the nxt women's title As much of an Ember Moon mark I am, as much as I think the Eclipse is the best finisher in professional wrestling today, Raquel Gonzalez's title reign, that's not going over. That's not going anywhere. It's going over. Trust me, it's over with me. It's not going anywhere because you're not going to just lose after beating Io Shirai. You're not just going to take down the genius of the sky and that lengthy title reign just to lose it. Even if it is a former champion with this takeover high pressure situations, Ember is gonna bring it. It's gonna be a great match. It's gonna be probably the match that Raquel is gonna look the best in so far at this point in her career because she's working with somebody who's on the tier of Ember Moon. Raquel. Raquel's title reign. This is continuing. As well, I do think that just—I mean, this might be giving away my. Well, this will give away a prediction early if I make this statement, but I'll make this. Uh, I'll make this at the end. Let's talk about brand new title introduced. Really hoping this is just for cosmetic reasons. Uh, just anything like a million-dollar championship or a. Uh, I guess the most apt comparison in today's pro wrestling landscape on tier with this might be the FTW title. Not something that you necessarily want to see contended for or defended, but something that can be aesthetically pleasing and fit a character that just adds a little bit to that presence and that believability of a talent. And in this case, very, very storyline relevant. Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, million dollar ladder match for the million dollar championship million-dollar legacy. Cameron Grimes has to win this. He has to win this. If Cameron Grimes doesn't win this, then this rivalry the past number of months, weeks, with Ted DiBiase, it's for naught, right? If Cameron Grimes isn't able to ascend and prove himself worthy to a man that he spent this fortune trying to prove he's on the level of and is worthy to stand next to? Then it's for naught. It's for nothing. In this same breath, LA Knight taking too many losses since his NXT debut. I think it should have... I think we should be seeing Bronson Reed versus LA Knight one-on-one here. Maybe down the line... Maybe L.A. Knight is the one to, uh, to dethrone the colossal one by some sort of chicanery and backstabbing and less-than-reputable means. But a big loss at a takeover like this, I just I don't like that for L.A. Knight necessarily either. But for storyline and for growth and for that happy ending that us pro-wrestling fans want in this babyface turn for Cameron Grimes and yeah... I don't know if any rich guy character can necessarily be a pure babyface, but by crowd reaction and comic and believability and over-the-top personality and enjoyability to watch on TV, I think Cameron Grimes is as close as it's coming. And that's what I want to see. I want to see this full-circle story with that damn Ted dibiase Ted DiBiase, come around. Cameron Grimes, no shirt, suit, million dollar championship fatal five-way main event NXT world championship Karrion Cross versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne that is an NXT main event landscape without mentioning the name Finn Balor and boy I wish I could I'm sitting here in a Finn Balor demon t-shirt as I record this podcast Fatal five-way, no DQ, I'm expecting a lot of chaos, I'm expecting brawling inside-outside, I'm expecting the car crash that we're kind of used to in the uh, as wrestling fans in the 2020s. However, I think that through it all, it's going to end with Karrion Cross just choking out somebody in the middle of the ring. And still able to overcome four other contenders. carrying cross will still be our NXT champion. Now, of the list of names as far as want to go, Kross is at the bottom. Just one man's opinion. Scarlett feels more like the champion, just based on presentation. And being the centerpiece of this character... Pairing, like when Cross is cutting a promo. Scarlet's facial expressions is doing more to get that point across than Carrying Cross's words are. Just kind of how I feel. I don't necessarily know how accurate of a delivery that is, if that's perspective everybody's having. But it is, quite frankly, what I think it is when it comes to Scarlet and Cross. I think this match will do a lot to add to the believability. Of Cross's title reign. I think he'll look dominant. Over four different men. When it's all said and done. And I think he's going to be standing tall. And he'll definitely put a hurting. On each of these individuals. When the match is uh, is going throughout. And there's even outside factors to think about. Uh, Cross getting his hands on Austin Theory. Again. Cross getting his hands on Oni Orkin, Because you know Austin Theory and Oni Orkin Based on how they've been telling the story are going to be at ringside or at least make their presence known during the match to defend their friends. Or in uh, Austin Theory's case, his dad, Johnny Gargano. So, that's that. I think Harry Cross's reign is continuing. I think Raquel Gonzalez's reign is continuing. And I think MSK and Bronson Reed's reigns are continuing. I think we're going to have successful champions coming out. Of NXT takeover in your house, I think we're going to have a new million-dollar champion in the form of Cameron Grimes, and I think that Zaylee is going to secure the biggest win of her NXT career thus far, riding a wrong of her past against Mercedes Martinez, going back to the first ever May Young Classic, and that is going to wrap things up in less than an hour for this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sticking around this long and listening to the show. Episode 124. It is so nice to be back in the saddle. It's nice to see how In Your House has been built. And just to just to take this time and note that I have this time, that it's going to be a little bit before, you know, some... Uh, <sighs> Some more vaccine fatigue or some more vacations and uh and weddings get in get in between me and sitting behind a a computer screen with a microphone in front of me to be able to deliver behind some wrestle talk but this is it's a passion project it's a hobby of love and thank you so very much for supporting it no matter how when why where you're listening It means the world. Thank you so much. The number, you you guys make it feel like it's worth it each and every single damn time. I know that there's so many, many pro wrestling podcasts out there to listen to. Thank you for finding time for this one. Please follow the show at podcast underscore UF on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, C-D-A-N-N-Y-M-A-C, C-D, Danny Mac, the D shares in C-D, and in Danny, uh, thanks for listening. No matter how you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, so many other means out there. Going to, in addition to getting back on things this summer, going to finally get myself up on Spotify. Yes, those uh, the past two months from the last episode, I still have not got myself up on Spotify. That's going to be a promise once delivered. It's going to be so major and a weight off my shoulders. But thank you so much for tuning in. I am CD, Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice for NXT discussion, the man with a PhD in NXT. This has been the UFP show, all about the NXT show, episode 124 of the undisputed future podcast have a great rest of your week enjoy nxt takeover in your house 2021 and i will talk to you next time